0: entrepreneur on fire episode 265
1: fire 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 incredible entrepreneurs share their inspiring journey with you every day on entrepreneur on fire Fire. prepare to ignite now here is
0: your host with yet another amazing guest john lee dimas entrepreneur Whether you're starting a business, looking to protect your family, or to safeguard your assets, LegalZoom has the award-winning services developed by the best legal minds in the country to help. Visit LegalZoom.com and enter FIRE in the referral box at checkout. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Kevin Harrington. Kevin, are you prepared to ignite Absolutely, John. Thank you for having me. All right. Kevin is the chairman and founder of TV Goods, Inc. and chairman of As Seen on TV, Inc., is widely acknowledged as a pioneer and principal architect of the infomercial industry. He is well known for his 175 episodes on Shark Tank and is ready to rock Fire Nation today. So, Kevin... I've given Fire Nation a little overview, but take a minute. Tell us about you personally. We want to get to know you, and then tell us about your business.
1: Okay, John. Thanks for having me today. Yeah. Just you know, maybe quickly, I'll expand uh, around what what you just uh, gave as a as a as a you know a short bio. But thirty years ago, I produced one of. The, the world's first infomercials. Uh, some say it was the first, and I've been doing them ever since. I've done over 500 infomercials, uh, pioneered really the um, houseware industry. The first big winner was a product called the Food Saver, a food sealing device. It's the longest-running infomercial product in the history of the business, been on the on TV for more than 25 years, actually was the first billion-dollar Product in the infomercial space wow. um, went from there into fitness. Um, really pioneered that side of the business. Tony Little fitness products, and um, you know we did numerous shows with Tony, including the Gazelle. The original Gazelle was was my production, and Tony is a is a powerful guy. He's done billions, and we've been there with him along the way for for many many years. Um, we got involved in in um, fishing and and the first fishing infomercial the Flying Lure and the first golf infomercial uh, called the Medicus Golf Clubs, the longest running golf product, 20 plus years, the Medicus Hinge Golf Club. So basically, you know, I've worked with many celebrities um, going back to the early days. I mentioned, you know, from from Tony Little, the Jenners, Bruce Jenner, the Kardashians, um, um, Jack LaLanne Juicers, George Foreman, 50 Cent, the rapper, we do headphones him. We're currently involved with CeeLo Green and a in a and a in a and a very cool uh, project, um, Holly Madison, the Paris Hilton, you name it. We've been all across the board, but basically billions of dollars in sales. Um, infomercials, home shopping, network, QVC, distribution, and global. We sell in about 100 countries around the world. So it's been a lot of fun the last 30 years.
0: Wow. Well, Kevin, I've been following you from quite some time, back to the early days of Shark Tank, when I was such a fan of that show. And I'm a huge fan of Barbara. I've had her on as well. And don't tell anybody this, but once you left, I kind of feel like the Shark Tank lost a little bit. They probably should change the name now to the Dolphin Tank or something because it's just not really as bloodthirsty as it needs to be and as it used to be. But definitely miss you on that show. And I've had some personal one-on-one conversations with you over the past few weeks and really just enjoyed your passion and enthusiasm. So Thank you on behalf of Fire Nation for joining us today. I'm excited to hear more about your journey. But before we do, we love starting Entrepreneur on Fire Off with a success quote to get that motivational ball rolling. So take it away.
1: Well, I carry this card with me. It's a little bit beat up uh, and I'll, I'll pull it out right now because uh, I, I, I memorized it. But I just when I speak, I'll I'll show people how dog-eared it is. And it goes <laughs> like this. Life's battles don't always go to the fastest or the strongest, sooner or later, those who win are those who think they can. And that's my quote. I love it because it gives me the motivation. Uh, you know, even uh, in as many um, great things that have happened in my life, you know, I, I talk a lot about being able to get up and dust yourself off uh, when you have failed, because it, it in my business... It happens three out of four times when we shoot an infomercial. So um, I need to be able to make sure uh, that that I can keep that positive attitude that I'm I'm always, you know, seeking the victory, you know, so um, that it goes a long way to helping me keep keep uh, keep my head very focused in, in a positive direction.
0: Absolutely. And failure, picking yourself up, dusting yourself off. Those are all incredibly valuable tools that we as entrepreneurs need to be utilizing on a daily basis. And Kevin, Entrepreneur on Fire is about the journey of our spotlighted guest. That's you today. So we want to hear parts of your journey that you feel are very impactful. So take us back. Tell us a story of an early failure that you had in your entrepreneurial journey and how you overcame that.
1: You know, when I first got involved in, in really ex- heavy duty expanding my business, um, I was all alone on, you know, I was in the early days, this is back in the mid 80s. And th- this was not a sophisticated industry. This is before the Internet, before Amazon, before all the big fulfillment centers that were are so sophisticated. Um, it's, I mean, yeah, there was fulfillment centers, but I mean, the, there was so much. Uh, learning processes that I went through. I mean, you know, in the early days, I had uh, mistakes in many, many operational areas. I'll Just give you a, a couple of, of share a few. Uh, I I was o- selling Chinese. Uh, hand-hammered Chinese walks, the Great Walk of China, yeah. on an infomercial. And I'm, my first major import was, this was a $40 product now, and I've ordered 10,000 pieces, and I've, and I've already had, uh, had, had received the orders from the customers. The walks are being delivered on as fast a boat as I could get, but they were coming from China, so they weren't being flown in. They were being boat delivered. They land in LA. The fulfillment center calls me, says, Kevin, you won't believe it every single walk is rusted oh. and, and here's $400,000 going down the tubes. And I'm a young entrepreneur with very little capital in the, in the bank, even at that particular time. And that would have wiped me out. But I, and I called the factory and the shipping guys and I'm like, you know, what's the problem? How did these walks come rusted? They said you asked for these to be shipped the quickest way possible. That meant the top of the ship. We, you know, if, if, if you'd asked, for them to be shipped quickly, but make sure that they're water sealed and, you know, and they would put them inside the ship. So but because you didn't know what you were doing, you got the quickest way and you lost four hundred thousand dollars. Well, guess what? I didn't lose four hundred because I sent a team of people out to the fulfillment center. We took some steel wool. I flew out there, scrubbed them down until they were brand new looking. We had to get new boxes because all the boxes were molded and mildewed, But that cost me about a buck a a walk. So make a long story short, we took a hit. It was tens of thousands, not hundreds of thousands. But it made me understand that I needed to get somebody that was very skilled in operations uh, to assist me because, yes, I'm an entrepreneur, but I didn't know from taking orders to fulfillment to customer service to all of these operational issues and one little mistake like that can cost me 400 grand so why not hire somebody for 100 and some thousand dollars a year i was so like you know really as an entrepreneur thought i could do it all but no you can't you need to surround yourself with the experts and and that's what i ended up doing and then we were off to to uh, doing things in a successful fashion operationally. And then I could just rely on my experts to handle the day-to-day in a skilled fashion because that was their background and their track record.
0: Wow. Well, I love going back to those days and just hearing about the different trials and tribulations that entrepreneurs face. And it's so different, but at the same time, so similar to what we're facing today, even here in 2013, but Kevin, take us for because I'm so fascinated with your story, with your journey. Take us into the 90s. The internet's arrived. Let's hear of another failure or just massive obstacle that you had to overcome. And how do you overcome that?
1: I was sitting with a library of infomercials here in the United States. And I said to myself, how do people um, like in other industries take their products and And assets around the world, so I, I compared it, my business to the movie industry. Movies come out in this in the u s then what do they do? They go international. they yeah. always talk about the foreign rights right? So where do they do it at the Cannes Film Festival? So I went over to the Cannes Film Festival, took out a booth, and here I was, this little infomercial guy up against all the big movie production companies from Warner Brothers. Uh, the Sony, etc., and and I was was looking for distribution into the foreign marketplace, and very quickly I got Rupert Murdoch uh, to give a Sky Channel distribution. I got the Marcucci family in Italy, the Kinnick family in Sweden, the Sheikh Salah Camel for distribution all across the Middle East, twenty countries from Saudi Arabia to Egypt to Dubai. Uh, they were taking my shows, running them all around the Middle East, all around Europe. Then we got into Asia. But guess what? We we had to carry inventory in all these markets. So this became a very complicated process. And And actually, as we were expanding, we were doing very well as we opened each market, but we didn't have the capital to fund all of these inventory requirements. So we actually almost ended up closing up the shop and, and having to to give up all the assets of the company, but make a long story short, because you know, my attitude at that point was, Hey, look, build the business, show that there's success and the money will come. Right. I wasn't a sophisticated money raising guy. And so almost, almost ended up losing it all. I ended up bringing it on a guy that used to be a bank president. And he was a very sophisticated guy. He ended up getting us lines of credit. And, you know, cause I was run, beating my head up against the wall thinking I was going to banks and they're like, Hey, look, this is great that you've got this business all over the world, but how, you know, how do you stay on top of it? How are you managing it? And we don't care that you're profitable you know, we want to make sure that you're able to run this business in a proper fashion. So it wasn't until I ended up bringing on some of these financial guys that could actually talk to the bankers in the right fashion. And who better than a former bank president? So (laughs) um, Pete Albert, he was former president of Meridian Mortgage Bank in Philadelphia. My company was based in Philadelphia. He became the president. We got lines of credit. And we were able to take our company to the next step. But there was a point there where we almost lost the entire company because we were spread too thin financially.
0: Wow. So Kevin, you've shared two incredible challenges and obstacles that you face as an entrepreneur in two different decades, the eighties and nineties. And I'm sure there are so many mashed in between there because that's the life that we choose to lead as entrepreneurs. If you could just pull out for Fire Nation, one clear overriding lesson about these challenges and failures and obstacles that you faced, what would that lesson be?
1: It all boils down to proper planning. And I know that sounds, you know, maybe a little bit cliche-ish, but, you know, entrepreneurs tend to be ready, fire, aim. And in my life, I've, I've certainly, um, can say that that was one way that I built businesses. Um, you know, we get into it and just, you know, the focus being go build the sales and, and, and take it from there. But, you know, that strategy can only take you so far. Uh, So, you know, you need to get the right people around you and, you know, get the right folks that know the accounting side, the banking side, the financial side, because so many people that come to me. I mean, after being on Shark Tank, I've, I've had tens of thousands of entrepreneurs that have approached me. The single biggest problem that I saw with with where these entrepreneurs were was that they didn't really have the proper team surrounding them. And in many cases, it might have been because they were at more of a startup phase. But I believe the time to bring in that team of mentors and advisors is right on the startup because that's the most critical time when you need to make the right connections for legal operations, for you know all the uh, the business structure, the money raising aspects, the the logistical and and structuring of of, of the business, the enterprise, and how you're going to take this and run with it. So um, I just I I can't reiterate enough that it's important to surround yourself with a whether it's a board of directors, a board of advisors, a mentoring team, a mastermind team, some kind of group of people that have been there before and that are willing to help you go through this extreme difficult startup phase because that's where most people have the biggest problems is during startup they don't set things up the right way, they don't get the right money behind them, they don't get the right uh, uh, proper advice on structure of the business, maybe bringing in some 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 money partners, etc, and they end up not being able to 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 be successful when it's all said and done.
0: I could not agree more, Kevin, and I was a captain in the u s Army for eight years, and we had what we love to call the seven P's proper prior planning prevents piss poor performance. And that was a mantra that we loved living by because if you weren't planning, and especially in the Army, if you're not planning in times of war, it can be quite a valuable mistake you're, you're making. So, agree with you on every level. Thank you for sharing that. And let's continue to move forward. You share with us two great failures, challenges, obstacles that you faced. But let's talk about that other end of the spectrum, the aha moment, when that light bulb turns on and you just say, wow, this is resonating with me. This is my authentic self. This is going to work in the marketplace. Share one of those moments with us, Kevin, and how you turned that moment into success.
1: I was sitting back in 1990 um, and I had... Uh, about a hundred infomercials that I had already produced. And th- I had this huge library. And these, uh, what I saw was that each show was had a bell-shaped curve in terms of its sales. Um, it started out slow. It built to a, a, a huge uh, peak. And, and then on the backside of the bell started slowing down. And that bell-shaped curve typically lasted about 18 months. And this was here in the United States. So a, a, an infomercial a Tony Little infomercial with George Foreman, a Jack LaLanne, whatever they would, they would come up, they would build, they would hit a peak. And then 18 months later at the bottom of the bell, it was done. People had either bought the product or they weren't going to buy it. So the TV performance had stopped. So here I was with these assets, Tony Little, Jack LaLanne, George Foreman, how do I get more sales out of these assets? Well, guess what? There was two things that we did. And these were big aha moments. At that particular moment, the shopping channels were just starting to really take off. So we said, we need to take these products into Home Shopping Network, QVC, and actually retail. How about after we built these brands, we've spent all this money putting Tony Little and all these people on television. Let's find ways that we can now capitalize on these assets that we've created. So that's exactly what we did. We took these infomercial products. We went to Home Shopping Network, QVC, Walmart, Target, Bed Bath & Beyond, and then ultimately the internet and created all of these additional revenue streams. And the funny thing is, is in the early days of infomercials, We actually said in the shows, not available in retail stores. And the reason being is the stores looked at us as competition. So the Walmarts of the world, the Targets, the Bed Bath & Beyonds, they didn't want our products because they said, oh, you're competing against us. You are a direct seller of products direct to the consumer. But it was this aha moment in the early 90s when we had spent tens of millions of dollars on these products, these programs, these stars like the Tony Littles that people were actually coming into the stores asking, hey, do you have that Tony Little ab isolator? Do you have that Tony Little gazelle, et cetera, et cetera? So that was the aha moment when we actually said, you know what? We need to forge relationships with these other channels of distribution and QVC Uh, originally looked at us also as competition because we were television sellers of products, but they said, no, you've created brands and Walmart and Target and QVC and HSN and every single one of these channels opened up their arms to us after we explained to them that we could be partners in distribution, allow them to share in the success of these brands that we have created as opposed to being their direct competitors. That was a major aha moment for me in the early 90s.
0: Major. And I just love how you utilize that terminology. You had all the parts in place. How else could I utilize it? I love the word repurposing. I have this great audio interview with you, Kevin Harrington. Where else can I repurpose it? I can get a transcript done. It can be a blog post. I can have it on YouTube so people can listen to it in the background. There's so many different ways that you can repurpose tools that you already have, and you were able to do that with what you're doing. It's a great lesson for entrepreneurs to really learn what they can do with their current content, how to repurpose it, and be everywhere, so to speak. So, Kevin... You have a lot of exciting things going on. You have been so generous sharing some amazing stories from the past, lessons learned, incredibly valuable stuff. But bring us to the present now. We want to know about the Kevin Harrington of 2013 and beyond. What are a couple things that are really exciting you right now?
1: The infomercial business and home shopping business is always a part of my life. I've been doing it 30 years. It you know It's gotten a little bit tougher. Cost of media have gone up. Um, and 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 a few other changes in the industry um, that have, have forced me to also focus in some other areas. And 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 yes, I'm still. You know, we're still putting out infomercials, and 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 that business will always be a part of me. But at the end of the day, I'm an entrepreneur, right. and I've been doing this now as uh, actually. I'm 56 years old. I started my first business when I was 15. So for 41 years, I've been an entrepreneur (laughs) and actually co-founded the entrepreneurs organization, EO, back in 1987. So I get called by people on a daily basis asking me for help, for advice, um, et cetera, et cetera. And so my last two years now coming off the shark tank, has I've actually spent uh, time focusing on mentoring and masterminding with entrepreneurs, and 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 helping. You know, I'm sitting on a, a number of, of additional board of directors, and um, and just setting up programs whereby you know I, I probably am now on the road about two to five days a month speaking a different. Groups last week in New York at two different events, and this coming week um, uh, at the Impacts, the the International Invention Convention in Pittsburgh, um, and 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 next week at, at, at another uh, speaking event. The uh, Entrepreneurs Organization has a, a regional event, so uh, you know I, I really love getting out, hitting the streets, and spending time one on one, face to face with entrepreneurs around the country, and it's. And this is, you know, I, I basically took uh, about 25 percent of my time and blocked it to be able to get out and, and work with entrepreneurs around the country. And actually we'll be taking this, you know, a little bit even more global currently, uh, uh, you know, plans to go into Australia and Europe and the UK, et cetera. So um, I'm really just excited because I love staying in touch with the entrepreneurial community. And it keeps me in touch with the pulse of what's happening. And there are just so many trends. And so many, I, mean, I go to different conferences, and it depends on the particular conference. But, you know, when I hear about all the new, you know, apps that are coming out for phones, and computers, <laughs> and this and that, it just blows me away, because I'm old school, being 56 years old, uh, learning about some of these young kids that are that are doing amazing things on the internet and getting hundreds of of millions of views on the internet of of their websites and things. So, um, you know, that really is something that is, has been kind of keeping me, uh, you know, my ear to the ear to the grindstone on what's going on out there in, in the entrepreneurial community.
0: So Kevin, having such a pulse on this community and just seeing these trends, just pull out one thing that's really exciting you that you're seeing right
1: now. There are tremendous numbers of people that are creating such um, internet buzz about themselves, about their product, and in a social media strategy where they're utilizing free media. And, you know, this is how to become an internet star and how to use, how to, you know, my business, and this is what I said, infomercials going back to the old days, we bought remnant media. Right, right remnant media is less and less but it's and now media cost me 50% of my sales so so i'm having to get smarter by utilizing social media if you look at a product like the snuggy the snuggy did 400 million dollars in sales but they utilized a very clever social media strategy, publicity, public relations, getting on talk shows, getting on internet buzz. And they created a $400 million product with far less than hundreds of millions of dollars in media because they utilized a very successful, uh, low budget social media strategy. So, you know, the, 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 when the tough gets going, the, when, when going gets tough, the tough get going. And that's what's happening in my world. And that's what I'm undertaking. And that's what a lot of entrepreneurs are are setting out to do right now. And I mean, give you a good example. Have you seen the Dollar Shave Club?
0: Yes. Or, love those guys. Okay?
1: I mean, here's a guy that shot a little video. And what did he do? Put it out on the internet. He's, he raised $10 million behind it. And, you know, this is not a high priced infomercial. This is not a huge media budget situation. He's utilizing the social media strategies and he's he's just created a huge little buzz around that product and 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 a big, big success. So these are the kinds of things that I think are going to revolutionize the world of marketing and selling products. Wow.
0: Well, that's so exciting. And I will put a link on your show notes page, Kevin, to the Dollar Shave Club video, because it is such a great example of what you can do in today's social economy. So, wow. Thank you for sharing all this. I mean, you get me fired up, Kevin. I want to go out and just do something crazy right now, but I'm going to restrain myself. We're going to finish this interview strong. But first, we're just going to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, LegalZoom, because I think you would agree that your future is important. So stop stressing out and start planning. I know just a partner who can help with that. LegalZoom. LegalZoom has been around for 12 years, helping Americans get personalized wills, powers of attorney, living trusts, real estate documents, and more. They can even help start and maintain businesses with incorporation in LLC filings, trademarks, and copyrights. Now, I know this could be a benefit for some of you entrepreneurs out there. LegalZoom offers services developed by a team of experienced attorneys, and they're there to help you from start to finish. LegalZoom is not a law firm, but they can connect you to an attorney and provide self-help services at your specific direction. For even more savings, enter FIRE in the referral box at checkout. Visit LegalZoom.com and protect what's yours. Remember, enter FIRE in the referral box at checkout. And we've now reached my favorite part of the show, the lightning round. And this is where I get to ask you a series of questions. And you come back at us, Fire Nation, with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Okay, let's do it. All right. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur?
1: My mother didn't want me to be an entrepreneur when (laughs) I was going through school. She wanted me to be a doctor or a lawyer. But I just had it in me. My father was an entrepreneur. And... Uh, I just couldn't, uh, you know, the, 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 urge and the the desire to control my own destiny far outweighed, um, anybody's influence on me at that point.
0: (laughs) What do they say? A tiger can't change his stripes.
1: Exactly. That was me.
0: (laughs) What's the best advice you've ever received?
1: I received some amazing advice from Donald Trump and it was more than 20 years ago. And I went into a meeting with Donald and I was, I went into his office I went to sit down and Donald said, young man, before you sit down in that chair, you're here to pitch me some kind of a deal. He says, I want to know how much of my time is your deal going to take if I say yes. And what's my upside. And if you don't have the right answer, you're going to turn right back around and get out of my office. And I said, I'm going to need two to four hours of your life and I'm going to make you four to $5 million. And he for about 10 seconds, he sat there, and then he said, okay, sit down. And that showed me at a very early on age that in life, you have to focus on a day-to-day basis on things that that you, you need to – your mind almost needs to be able to com- compute. You know, you can't spend – weeks and weeks and weeks on something that's going to earn you very little if that's if your goal is making money out of it. So you have to be able to focus your energies as an entrepreneur because you only have so many hours a day in the things that have the biggest upside for you. And that was a mind blowing experience having uh, dealt with Donald Trump, uh, you know, nearly two dozen years ago when I first met him like that. Wow.
0: Kevin, what is something that's working for you right now?
1: Right now, what's working for me is utilizing celebrities to market my products because we're able to capitalize on their uh, fan base, their Twitter accounts, their Facebook accounts, etc. So when, when, in you know, in the old days, the celebrity would just go in the show, and yes, you you utilize their credibility. Here today, we utilize their credibility, but their direct connections out into the marketplace with their actual Twitters and Facebooks and actual connected fans. So it's a huge plus plus when you utilize celebrities. It's important to incorporate that into your agreements when you do those deals.
0: Love it. And Kevin, I hope I'm making you proud because that is the fundamental business plan of Entrepreneur on Fire. Seven days a week, another incredible entrepreneur shares this journey with their audience, continuing the snowball effect. And it's been so powerful.
1: I've been loving every minute of it myself because it forced me to focus my mind towards how I can help any of the people that are out there listening. Um, because, hey, listen, we all started somewhere. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I've been up and I've been down. I certainly enjoy it a lot more on the upside. So, <laughs> uh, you know, you just got to keep the faith because like I started off earlier in, the, in our interview, I failed three out of four times on a monthly basis in my business. But I don't let the three get me down because I realized when that winter hits it's going to just make me feel so good and more than compensate i you know i i like to say fail quickly and cheaply because then those big winners are going to make you the big millions in the long run oh,
0: love that so kevin you're a self-admitted old school guy but still i want to know do you have an internet resource that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners
1: yes um, in the old days, and you know, I keep talking about the old days because I'm, I'm getting old now, <laughs> at 56 years old, but we, you know, we, to find out if something worked, we pretty much had to just – it was a gut. We'd put our money behind it. We'd spend $150,000 on an infomercial, go buy the media, and all, all in, we'd have 200000 $250,000 invested in a project. Nowadays, there's an internet platform that we utilize. It's a testing platform. And I don't share it in, in an interview like this, but, you know, cause it's a very co- private confidential situation for us, but this is a platform that I use that I can put a product idea out to millions of people over the internet and get an instant feedback to where I can rank the feedback on a scale of one to 10, one being terrible performance, 10 being the best. So if I put a new idea or new product out to this internet platform, more or less a focus group type situation, and I get a two or a three, it doesn't mean that this doesn't have potential. It just means I'm not going to invest in that product. If it's right. a five six, then I, I take a look at it a little harder. If it's an eight, nine, or a ten, then I'm ready to rock and roll. So uh, this is something that we we utilize the internet for sophisticated testing techniques, and we call it test before you invest.
0: Test before you invest. We will pull your mentality out from that response. So thank you for sharing that, Kevin. If you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be?
1: I have to say it'd be mine because because I, I I think I spent two and a half years writing it. All right. My book is called Act Now. Uh but you know, that's, that's a little bit too easy to recommend my own book. So, so let me just say, um, I my, my son's is 15 years old. I have two boys, one's 24 and one's 15. And I, I just recommended that he buy the Napoleon Hill think and grow rich book, which was the first book that I read way back. That was a game changer for me. Uh, so, you know, that's again, an old school one. Um, uh, but you know, I I would say go back to the, you know, to the, those early days. And that certainly was, was a, a game changer for me too. So those are the, those are probably two at the top of my list.
0: Well, Kevin, we're going to link both of those books up on your show notes page, which is entrepreneuronfire.com slash Kevin Harrington. And Fire Nation, I know you love audio, so you can get the audio version of these books for free. One of the two, you can choose by going to eofirebook.com. It's a gift from Audible for Entrepreneur on Fire listeners, eofirebook.com. So Kevin, this next question, it's my favorite, but it's kind of tricky. So take your time, digest it, then come back at us with an answer. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days?
1: I would tie up the rights to any great URLs uh, websites that might be available if you know, depending on that world, because um, you know, I believe one of the major acquisitions I made, which was a huge one when I acquired as seen on TV.com. Yeah. You know, as seen on TV logo is almost like a Coca-Cola branded logo all around the world. The only IP on this is as seen on TV.com and I believe that owning website addresses can be a very lucrative business, and if I had the ability to tie up some amazing ones, um, uh, just getting started in a new world, that would be the first thing I would do is tie up as many amazing URL addresses as I could because those organically are going to have lots of traffic coming to them and you can make lots of money without having to spend big money on advertising.
0: Kevin, you have shared an amazing journey with us today. You took us back to the 80s with shipping with boats from China. You took us into the 90s and foreign film rights. You took us to present time with everything you have going on. Just thank you so much for sharing all of this with Fire Nation, this international audience of hungry entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, and small business owners. Give Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance. Share how we can find you, and then we'll say goodbye.
1: Okay. Well, first of all, thanks. Thanks for having me on the show. And you know, I think you know, I'm I'm going to finish uh, with another quote that I live by. And it, you know, it it this. This is um, a very powerful uh, place in in my heart also. I, I always say to people that whatever you vividly imagine, ardently desire, sincerely believe, and enthusiastically act upon must inevitably come to pass. And I want everybody out there to understand that they might be sitting right there on the edge of their seat ready to do something very, very big. But they just need that last step. Maybe it's enthusiastically acting upon it to make it happen. And that's how I live my life, with enthusiasm, no better way than with a fire in your heart, no better uh, way than Fire Nation here listening to your podcast, And, um, you know, so I think, um, you know, that... I get excited every day. I'm enthused. Just like you are, John. We are passionate people. We live our lives in a passionate way. And 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 that's the last parting uh, quote that I'll have for you. And uh, you know, if anybody would like to track me down, I'm gonna give them an email address. It's Kevin K-E-V-I-N 7810 at AOL.com. Kevin7810 at AOL.com. That's a good email address for me. It gets right to me, and I'll be quick to respond if I'm not on a two-, three-day road trip. So... Um, thanks for having me, John. This has really been a lot of fun and gotten a chance to get uh, my heartbeat going a little bit here today. All right. So thank you.
0: You're so welcome, Kevin. And Fire Nation knows they can get everything that we've mentioned today, your email address, website, the Dollar Shade Club video, entrepreneuronfire.com slash Kevin Harrington. Kevin, thank you for being so generous with your time, expertise, with your experience. Fire Nation salutes you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you, John. Fire Nation, are you an aspiring or new entrepreneur who's looking for a community of like-minded individuals who can offer support, tools, resources, and advice as you start your entrepreneurial journey? Visit firenationelite.com to find out more about our elite mastermind group. Fill out an application, schedule a one-on-one 15-minute chat with me, and start your journey today. Thank you for joining us at entrepreneuronfire.com, your daily dose of inspiration. Prepare to ignite.